What is going on everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Two Cents Footy Podcast. My name is Zachary McAllister and as usual I'm joined by my co-host. Uh, let's start with Luke Johnson uh, on this occasion. Good evening whoa, whoa, and Zach, happy I feel like you year. never start with me. You know it's starting to get to me dude Zach you never start with me. It's always Luke and, it's always Luke and Dan. Like, I've learned ouch. to start with Luke. Uh, on more occasions than not, just so he doesn't interrupt everyone, and it just helps me while I'm editing. And on some occasions, I will uh, introduce Dan first, just because, like, it usually takes Dan five minutes to say anything on the podcast. <laughs> That's, <laughs> true. That is true. That's true. <laughs> so, it, I'm sorry, Hayden. It's just the way things kind of shake out most of the time. I see. Okay. There's no love. There's no love for me. I, I understand. You know, it's okay, Luke. Yeah, introduce yourself. That's true. Um, uh, one of my resolutions for twenty two is going to be to not interrupt in the podcast anymore. So, maybe, maybe you should, maybe <laughs> you should introduce Dan first and Hayden first, and and I'll see how that works out for me. See if I can stick to it. <laughs> okay, we'll see next week. So you are yeah, next got a reason to That's tune true. In next. Week. That's true. But yes, we'll test you next. Very week. glad to to be carrying on this podcast in the in the new year, and um, yeah, it's going to be a banger. It would have been cool if episode 22 was in 22, but I think this is episode 23, so we are a week off. We're a week ahead. We're just too keen with the podcast. Too keen. Uh, Dan, are, are you keen for this week's podcast? Bro, I'm always keen. I'm always keen. But ma- one of the main reasons why I don't, I don't like talking early on is because that's, you know, Luke and Hayden's job. They're always gunning <laughs> for the intros at the start, so I kind of just keep quiet, so it's not an absolute war zone at the beginning of the podcast. Mm, mm. We feel you. Yeah, it makes sense though. Mm. And finally, uh, we have Hayden Anderson. How's your 2022 been so far? Save the best for last. Well, let's just say that an hour, two hours earlier, it was going grand because I saw that uh, Real Madrid lost. So I mean, that was mm. it's always great. It's always amazing yeah. you know, when Real Madrid loses. <laughs> just just so I have something to to throw in Luke's face. Um, but then you know. Yeah. After the after the Chelsea game, uh, we come to the conclusion that I don't want to be too cynical, but it looks like the league might be over. Well done, uh, Man City. You and your one billion pounds. Come on, you know, buying the league and five Great. fans. Five, five fans, fans one billion pounds. Nice guys. You do know that the future of football, uh, the, the decade of two, uh, this current decade, will be defined by the title contenders of Man City. And Newcastle United with Chelsea's uh, Russian oligarch money just like <laughs> being in there uh, as, as causing some problems, lurking, you know, where teams like Liverpool, you know, they got to do the whole buy to sell ratio thing in order to somewhat stand a chance. Crown or Hayden, man's got ratio. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Liverpool are winning, they're the best club in the to... world. Man City are winning, they've got lots of money. Cramor Hayden. Cramor. <laughs> Look, I wouldn't expect anything else from another plastic like Luke over there. Uh, Ooh. Started watching football Ooh. in the late two. Look, look at this guy. He's uh, bringing up the park. <laughs> look at him. Hayden, how yeah, was your course, day? Yeah. Nah, nah. It was alright, but at least I started watching Dude. football three, four years ago. You know the vibe. It's not, yeah, it's not a two cents footy podcast without Hayden chewing Wait. Luke out for being like a young man. <laughs> Happens every week. You know, so, some of it us have been watching football every, since we were children. Happens every single week. 
But to be fair, the, the, just because it happens, we, we often fun, mean bro. It's an Tottenham point. chilled, Liverpool chilled. Zach is sitting in seventh, and no one's letting <laughs> that slide. Yeah, Zach's quiet. Like we've yeah, just bro. accepted. We've just accepted that. Like those are the vibes now, and that's unacceptable. No, we just accepted it. I mean, yeah, if United don't finish in the top four of the season, it's going to be a serious disappointment. I would agree Yeah, with I mean, that, they're bro. leaving like, it for later. The considering the squad they have, the money they've invested, like, there's no reason. Like, Tottenham, Arsenal, West Ham, like, those teams just should not be finishing above United. So I I do still believe we'll finish bro, in the top Arsenal four. Arsenal is above United right now. Yes, they've still got games, but... Yo. Arsenal are a serious team now, Arsenal's are, uh, yeah. We can't banter Arsenal anymore. We can't. We can't. These guys gave Flippin' City a, a good game. Okay. So, what may have only been a second for you, the listener, has actually been an hour for us, the podcasters, trying to help uh, <laughs> Hayden, the new <laughs> podcaster, who is extremely technically uh, disadvantaged. Wow. Uh, try and recover the, the audio file. 20 <laughs> going on 80. Oh. <laughs> you know, yeah, so, if, I, uh, if I say anything, I'm, I'm in trouble. I'm in big, big trouble. Yeah, so... Uh, nice, good quote. Very good quote. Uh, so we're just going to move <laughs> straight into the uh, meat and potatoes of this weekend's football. Um, <laughs> Thanks to my... Uh, Man's man's got Christmas on his on his on his mind, bro. Yeah, um, and it was the matchup between uh, what I have termed uh, Gucci Burnley and uh, Gucci Le- sorry Gucci Leeds because they're quite literally like Chelsea's literally Burnley with a more expensive squad and Liverpool's Leeds with a more expensive squad because they play the same, the results are the same. <laughs> it, it's, 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 the results are the same. Wow. Isn't Leeds? That is the weirdest comparison Leeds, I've ever heard in my Leeds life. Leeds is like not fully out of the relegation question. <laughs> yeah, but Leeds score a lot of goals and concede a lot of goals. Liverpool score a lot of go- goals and concede a lot of goals. It's actually quite Burnley, sad. Burnley don't score don't score goals at all. Chelsea don't score goals at all. They scored, but two. have a solid defense. That that indeed they did do Hayden. Uh, so since you are our in-house Liverpool fan. Uh, what are your thoughts on the game as a whole? I uh, think, look, it was definitely a very fun and interesting game to watch as a neutral. And I think that if you can say that, then something is going very wrong for Liverpool or really for any team if, if neutrals are enjoying your games. Uh, look, obviously, if at the beginning of the season <laughs> you were to say, you know, Liverpool's going to draw at Stamford Bridge, would you take it? I probably would because... It's probably the second most difficult game Liverpool would play this season. And to come away with a draw isn't a bad thing. But when you look at it in context of the league table with Man City just coasting by, and you look mm. at it with in context of the game in which Liverpool 2-0 up, it is very disappointing. Um, I think it is a testimony to the fact that Liverpool's defence and midfield isn't really up to par. The, the midfield's a bit... I don't know. The midfield today... Henderson, Fabinho, Milner. I didn't really even hear about Henderson and Milner the entire game. Fabinho was doing some of the things, and you know he did make a couple of mistakes, but at least he was he was there. He had some sort of presence. Uh, I don't I don't understand why. At how old is Milner? Thirty six, thirty seven. 
I don't understand how you can be a team that claims the challenge for the title and Molnar is one of your starting players or like he's he's up there on the, on 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 the team sheet. It, it, it's it's pretty sad. Bro, that's that's Madrid with but, Modric. <laughs> Modric is actually still really good though. Hey, Molnar is good. Molnar, no, yeah, no, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. Real Madrid has at running a, a marathon. Tank, bro. He's good at running a marathon. That's something he's good at. Football. Hey, Mo can take a mean penalty, so don't don't you disrespect him. (laughs) Um, But I think also what I really what really is worth pointing out is the fact that I don't think Van Dyke is at the same level he was at um, before his injury, and it comes out at moments like in games today, like moments in the game today, when because like the first goal that Chelsea scored is a banger, and you know. When somebody scores, yeah, when somebody, nothing you can do about that. There's, yeah, there's really nothing that can be done. Uh, the second goal, Van Dyke should have done more to close him down. Just in general, you you could say Van Dyke needs to. I know he gets a lot of credit and praise for being very calm and collected and being chill, but it looks like that sort of confidence has spilled over into a sense, a sort of arrogance, and that chilled demeanor is now becoming a bit of a detriment because he needs to be more engaged more intense he needs to close down quicker like he should have done for the goal uh should have put pressure on who said that scored uh um Pulisic I think no it wasn't Pulisic yeah, I would have Pul- I would have murdered myself yeah. Kovacic scored the Kovacic, first goal yeah. and Pulisic scored the second no please uh, was it really Pulisic ah oh, damn it um I, I thought Captain America yeah I thought Pulisic like did Pulisic. Did like a really good job. I mean, Van Dijk was on him. It's just that he took like a touch of the chest and then chipped it over the keeper. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like but he Van had D- time on the ball to like stop it on the ground, bring it back, and then you no. know, take a shot. <laughs> no, Dad. Pulisic had a lot of time, unnecessarily so. Because once he broke away, uh, Van Dijk did not close him down. That was the, that, that is my major problem with that second goal. Is that Van Dijk very much leaves Kelleher out to dry. Who And I think Kelleher... Uh, you know, I think he had a really good game. I think he's <laughs> he had a good enough game to put some pressure on Allison, who's hasn't been at what hundred percent and hasn't been uh, error free. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you know, look, I just think that it, it's somewhat of a tragedy for the integrity of the league that to have any hope of winning it, you have to win every single game. Because you know Man City probably will. And yes, Pep is a fantastic manager. But the current state of football, if you look at all of the major leagues, is starting to become quite worrying in the fact that you have one team with massive financial backing, with a good manager, and they can just run riot. I mean, the Bundesliga hasn't had a change in winner in, I don't know, eight years. I disagree. Yeah, right? I disagree because, okay... So let's look at the Bundesliga. I get that for the past decade, Bayern have dominated. But really, Borussia Dortmund should have, you know, two to three league titles, you know, in the past 10 years. And you could argue that a team winning seven out of the last 10 league titles is still, you know, dominance to a degree that's not desirable. But I, I, mm. I don't think that in the Bundesliga, you know, like Borussia Dortmund had opportunities when Bayern were, oh, they... 
I can't remember. Nico Kovac was their manager, and you know they were struggling. This was before they brought in Hansi Flick. Mm. Uh, yes, this was I remember the after time. Carlo Ancelotti. There was a period, yeah, there was a period where Borussia Dortmund could have stacked up a few league titles, but they just sort of, you know, through their own foibles and mismanagement, you know, couldn't get it done. And the Bundesliga is probably the you know biggest example of one team dominating. You know, look at La Liga. This <laughs> Liga. Um, well, who won Liga last season, yeah. Aiden? Look, of course, the, you'll you do get anomalies. I mean, Arsenal and Liverpool won the league. That is an. I mean, it's not really anomalies though, because Monaco won was it was in twenty seventeen. Mm. We've had, uh, we've had, a, you know, there was a period where I think Liga had four different winners in four years in the, the early two thousand tens. I I mean, you know, La Liga, you've got it's just like the. I agree that the win of La Liga is probably going to be one of. Atletico, Real, or Barca, but still, like between those three, there's kind of always mm. a bit of a tussle. Uh, in Serie A, we had the long dominance of Juventus, uh, which I think That's that right. was probably the biggest example of a team just dominating, no one really coming close. But now we we have Inter won last season. Yeah. We have like this season, we've got a pretty decent title race. I think the Serie A is probably the league that's probably the most tight at this point with Atalanta, Napoli. Like I just think that. This whole one team dominating narrative is a bit overblown. All right. I get that we see the same teams all the time, but I don't think it's really true that we have like leagues where one team just runs away with it. I hear you. It's just. It, it, it's I just think what, what really is a very sour note is that there is a very visible tendency for the rise of these super clubs in, 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 in European football, world football, where we have these, these clubs that get backed by these massive billionaires. They get all this money injected into them and they, and they, they run riot. And it becomes very difficult for a competitive environment to be fostered. I mean, yeah, sure, we've got some level of competition in maybe Syria are, but we've still got massive backers in the and like in the the people behind Juventus. I don't think you can tell me that for a prolonged period of time it will remain as competitive as it is this season. You know these anomalies do happen while when these super clubs go through rebuilding phases. But I think Juventus will be back there the next two seasons and they'll continue their dominance. That's that's probably true. I agree with that. Yeah. The winner's mentality. The win- I mean, <laughs> speaking of a team with the winner's mentality, um, City are now, what is it, Dan? 10 points clear at the top? 10 points ahead, bro. I've just been looking at the table, staring at that. Um, but hey, it's bro. I just want to say that you are right, that it is a bit sour that Manchester City is almost like unattainably first. Um, but I know just looking at the table now and just thinking back on it, I think the battle for fourth spot and... Um, Champions League football is actually like intense enough for me to kind of forget that Manchester City are cruising. Because, I mean, you've got Arsenal, West Ham, Spurs and United all battling it out fourth place. So I think I'm going to be like keen watching how mm. that goes and I'll just forget about the, you know, title contenders. But don't you think it's a sad fact that, you know, when you're looking for some level of entertainment value and competition, that is what you have to settle for? Oh, we must go watch Italian football, yeah. and I wouldn't wish that upon my print. worst enemy. Yeah, wow. I don't know. I think just as 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 you mature as like a football fan, you kind of just like take what you get and just watch other matches. You're not like always like hassling about who's who's like 
in the runnings to win. You're kind of like watching that relegation battle. You're watching that top four. And then you're mm. also watching like European competitions as well. You're not just this, like solely invest in the Premier League. West Ham West Ham is going to win the Europa League against Barca in the final. They're going to go to the champs. And then that, that, that spot's going to be Tottenham and Arsenal. I think... It, oh, I think wow. Okay. Listen to me. I think I've, I've, I've find it a pretty... Ne- you've never been wrong. I find it hilarious that Barcelona <laughs> getting it past Napoli. I love how lucky <laughs> that, that, you that. is that. the real controversial part of that call. <laughs> Yo, that's deep. Shame. Yeah. But, um... Shame. It should be interesting to watch unfold. Before we get into um, the main segment of this podcast, I just want to ask you guys, do you think that the hype around, you know, there potentially being a four or really a three-team, you know, title race this season and it being really tight, you know, Liverpool getting injured players back, Chelsea fresh off a Champions League win, City fresh off a league title win. Do you think that that sort of build-up and hype made the fact that City are running away with it now, even more deflating. Because, I mean... Naturally, really, of course. Now, the, sort of after this festive period going into January, is kind of when a team sort of separates themselves mm. from the rest. And we sort of see, okay, this is the team that's probably won the title. Like, I wouldn't say rarely, but not very often do we have title races go down to the wire. So do you think that it's, it's the fact that we had that much build-up... Mm. Or is this just a natural thing that we go through every season where we get hyped up for a title race and then it kind of disappoints? I think this is precedent for the future that we're going to get hype, we're going to create yeah. hype, and then City will run away with it. Because, I mean, obviously, Sky and uh, BT Sports, they don't want to they don't want to have a proliferating and narrative. And two cents for tea. Yeah, and us. We, they, we don't want a proliferating narrative that... Uh, you know, the Premier League is a one-horse race in terms of who will win it. No one wants that, but that doesn't change the reality yeah, of the suppose, situation. Yeah. Like it was pretty close, not not so long ago. When Liverpool, you know, just even when Liverpool Chelsea, won, Liverpool, Liverpool ran Liverpool away like with all it. really tight, but, and then, you know, there was yeah, 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 true. But uh, yeah, I think it was. I think it's more that yeah, City have been great, but also Chelsea and Liverpool have slipped up slightly you know especially Chelsea like I don't care what happened to Chelsea man those guys were super strong and now they're just drawing and yeah. conceding goals Luke, you want to know what happened you know from an FPL perspective you want to know what happened big, those, they were humans those two teams were, what were filled with human beings you can't win every single <laughs> game in the Premier League and you'll have draws and you will lose a few yeah. games and that is normal you know before before oil Man City Pep, unless you're Arsenal um, yeah unless you're Arsenal you can draw your way to a yes. Premier League title as long as you don't lose. <laughs> but <laughs> before Pep, teams would win the Premier League with like 80 points. And, you know, that was the goal. And that was an achievement. Now, if you're not, if you're not getting 95, you know, that's it. You, you, no chance. It's a waste. Yeah. It's a joke. That's crazy. Mm. Yeah. Um, Correct. So, yeah, I think we've... Buntu laughing in his grave. Is Buntu dead? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, moving into the main segment of this week's podcast, uh, we decided to hand out some mid-season awards. Uh, last season, we sort of did like a mid-season recap, looking at what's, what's happened and uh, what could potentially happen in the future. This season, we're going to reward uh, players, teams, or managers that we thought uh, have done pretty well during the first half of the season. So, um, 
it's going to be in the same format that we do the scorer draft. So uh, each person will pick a player or team or manager that they think most deserves the award. Uh, and once that player has been selected, no one else can select him. All right. So that way we avoid uh, us all having the same answer, which has been Damn, I hope a I bit of a problem. In. <laughs> yeah, we're going to go in alphabetical order and then we'll snake from there. But so, by name or surname? Uh, st- by name. So Damn. Dan will start the first category and then we'll go last <laughs> in the second category. I'll go last in the first category and first in the second category. Okay, we all ready? Fine. Yeah, Everyone understand? All right. Okay, so... The first category is MVP, Most Valuable Player. So uh, the order will be, for those of you that uh, don't know your alphabet, it's Dan, <laughs> Hayden, Luke, and then myself. Shocking. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I was actually thinking about this a little bit yesterday. Um, and I was like, considering going for a bit of a creative pick. But then I just I just had to take the the no brainer option and just go for Mohamed Salah. I think it's, he's just it, done so much for Liverpool. It really is Salah. He's mm. just a goal machine. Like I just can't overlook the guy. I was thinking maybe like Jean Cancelo, you know, just as like a creative like technician there, you know, being a defender and still contributing so much towards goals. But I just can't overlook Salah. He's been so crazy, bro. Just like whenever Liverpool need a goal, he's there. Just so reliable. And I think that's what you want from like an MVP candidate, you know? Yeah, I think that he is he is Correct. probably the front runner at this point in time. He's slacked off a little <laughs> bit in recent weeks, but I, I do think that that is a solid pick for you, Dan. Uh, Hayden? Yeah. I don't think anyone has a different answer. You know, I'm trying to think. You know, I think Salah is the most blatant example of a player that is really, you know, you could say carry in terms, because I think he's called... It would be interesting to see a, like a statistic or a pie chart of when we compare how much of his goals form, uh, like what his contribution is to Liverpool's overall goals. Uh, because I, I, think I can it, get that for you. I would, it would be so you interesting to know. long enough. I think while at the beginning of the season, Mane and Jota were He's you know, contributing, they, they kind of fell off a bit. And, <coughs> but Salah's been consistent the whole season. And all these other, all these other teams and clubs, they seem to have... I don't know, more diverse, like there's a diverse nature of the importance in their club. So, you know, they aren't, there's not one guy just carrying everything on his shoulders. Uh, yo, okay, so Salah has, this guy's been amazing. Salah has scored 30% of Liverpool's goals this season. I know, what's his XG? You know, expected goals. I'd expect to be, um, his total expected goals are 12.1. Compared to 15, which is a, it's a decent old performance. Nothing too crazy. He is like one of the better finishers yeah. in the world. So you can kind of bank that in. You know, I'm trying yeah. to think uh, in terms of, okay, most valuable player. Okay, I know this might be a weird choice to make. And from one perspective, he's definitely not the most valuable player. You could see he's probably the least valuable player and there might be some regret over his signing but maybe i'd say just in terms of how this particular player has carried this club and managed to get them points in uh, considering just how poor they have been for the season i would probably say maybe ronaldo for man united i like that wow (laughs) from one perspective okay it's a prop 
Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. You know, just he, I see. I see where you're coming from. He's he's on, he's on your mind. He's there. He's in the debate. I yeah, guess. I mean, Zach, can you check how many um matches Kinda. when he first came here he scored scored the a match winner? I don't know if there's a stat for that. Oh, but geez. I'm pretty sure, like, in his first like yeah, five to beginning. eight games, he scored every game, and most yeah. of them were like that second goal that yeah. put them over the line. Mm. And I think, considering how Oli yeah. Oli's Man United team played, it was always his Man United team depended upon the brilliance of its individuals. So I think that's what sort of elevates Ronaldo in that uh, ecosystem even more. You know, mm. it was very like the whole notion of victory relied completely on him when they did win even though you could say that man united would probably be playing better as a whole without him in the club yeah it's not that he was contributing much in the yeah. entirety of the game but when they needed a goal come the 90th minute he was there yeah so yeah i think that's where i'll go with ronaldo yeah it's a fair pick i can definitely see where you're coming from he's i think our top goal he's definitely our top goal scorer um, so I don't have any real qualms with that. Uh, Luke, who's your MVP pick? Salah came to mind at the beginning, and I'm gonna definitely stick with that. Um, I whoa, know. Whoa, 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 whoa. Isn't the whole point. That you... <laughs> I knew this was gonna happen. <laughs> the whole point was what? you can't stick. You gotta choose someone else. Bro, I don't have anyone else. That is that is the answer. Like <laughs> you know, you could um, be like Michael Antonio. Uh, even though nah. I don't think West Ham just solely relied on him. Aaron Ramsdale. Hey, Aaron Ramsdale is a good MVP. pick. I think Young Conor Gallagher. I don't know. This, yeah, every, most valuable for player me, for a club. Everyone's been pretty. Exactly. Everyone's been pretty underwhelming this season. Salah is the exception, and that's. You and can't that's say a, that. Everyone's been pretty underwhelming. Like, look at the the, the players. Bernardo Silva. Okay, wait, Luke. Luke. Yeah. You can take Ronaldo. Damn, bro, I'll change I you were a Smith Rowe lover to Saint Maximan for Newcastle. Oh, as your MVP, yeah. bro. For um, the club that the player is in. Like, Newcastle have been terrible. Which player provides the most value to their club? Mm. And St. Maxima is definitely the only good thing about the Newcastle side. That's your... That's quite unfortunate, but I can agree with that. He's not um, that bad. It's true. I don't know. I think everyone's been pretty, pretty ass this season, to be fair. Um, Luke, MVP. Yeah, okay, sorry, 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 sorry. I have my answer. I have my answer. Tottenham player, Oliver Skip. Son. Final answer. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> MVP Bro. player. Next. <laughs> okay. Uh, gotta gotta love some Oli Skip. Uh, so, hey, would you well, like to stick another, with Ronaldo? Another staple of a two cents free no, no, podcast. I'm officially. I'm, I'm, I'm going to change the Saint Maximan. Okay, let me get that up. <laughs> Saint Maximan. Okay. And then to round off our MVP picks, I'm going to go with Emmanuel Dennis. Oh, for nice. Watford. It's, you know, it's pretty much the same. For Watford. It's the same, nice. yeah. It's, it's, it's the Ronaldo argument. I mean, everyone expected, you know, Ismail Assar or Josh King to be the superstar, yeah. the standout guys who score all the goals. And then you have Ismail Assar. Eight goals and five assists and 16 starts. Three more goals than anyone else in the team. Without them, Watford would be kind of what Norwich are right now. They're still pretty terrible, even with him. But I just think that in terms of value to their club, I don't think anyone comes close to Ismail. Uh, sorry, not Ismail, sorry, Emmanuel Dennis. Wait, can I, can I change my answer one more time? FPL Merchant. No, Hayden, come <laughs> on now, bro. To, to Maury yes, Gray for Everton. 
I think Everton have been terrible, but that man has been a star. You're picking an Everton player. I chose both yeah. a Manchester United fan and an Everton MVP. player. MVP. Wow. Yeah. Wait, oh, okay, wait. Let's just keep player. it at Tate Maximan. Just because it's... Keep it, it, it in Manny. <laughs> okay. Danny Walker. Yeah, he just Maximan. finally realized that he's Fun from Everton. Answer. He's like, whoa, whoa, hold up, hold up. <laughs> I'm mainly just saying all these okay. various things. Romelu Lukaku. Yeah. No, we'll save that for another. We'll save that for another. He's apparently. We'll save it for another okay, wait, another yeah. category that's coming up okay, soon. What, what's the next question? Okay, so the next one is the biggest surprise of the season. Okay, this was I believe this was a category in our prediction pod as well. So for me, <clears throat> my biggest surprise of the season has to be Emmanuel Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this the, player at the moment? Player. Player, team, or player, manager. It can be manager. It can be club entirely. All right. It can be player, team, or manager. All right. And I've gone with Emmanuel Dennis. I mean, the guy is tied for fourth in the Golden Boot race. Fourth, guys. <laughs> like, like many people didn't even know who this guy was before the season. And he's up there with Sadio Mane, Hyungmin Son, hmm. and supposedly to some people the greatest player of all time, Cristiano Ronaldo. So I don't know. I, I just thought that that was pretty surprising to me. I'm just saying, I don't believe it. I'm just saying that's what some people say. Some people in the streets have been proclaiming that. So in the streets. You know, just thought I'd put it out there. But uh, Emmanuel Dennis is my pick for biggest surprise. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, Luke. Luke, you're next. My biggest surprise, <laughs> and you guys will not be surprised, is, is the, the greatest club in the world, Arsenal Football Club. <laughs> Not so long Fuck ago, me. we were roasting these brides, like week on week. Like we didn't even speak about them because we just knew that they were in a really bad position and it probably wasn't going to get better. But in my heart, deep down in my heart, I knew things were going were gonna, to were gonna, um, improve. And look at them now. Fourth, they're sitting with a solid 35 points. They've got a positive goal difference. These are good things for Arsenal. <laughs> they're giving City a run, which is definitely not something that you could have said in like the beginning half of the ha- beginning half of the season. And, um, yeah, they're just, they're like entertaining to watch again. Um, you mentioned Ramsdale. I think that guy's been really, really, really good for the team. Um, and again, I think it's also a situation where you've got quite a few different goal scorers. So there's, it really, for me, it doesn't really feel like it's, you're relying on one person. You've got Odegaard scoring one week, then you've got Martinelli, you've got Saka, you've got Lacazette. Like it's all happening. The only thing I think that's, they're struggling with is, um, um, my boy, Obama Yang, I really thought I thought that guy was gonna do do the do do the things this season, but he's barely even featured. So yeah, but definitely a big surprise. Um, Getting stripped I mean, of the captains. It, uh, they were gonna be my biggest surprise, either either for the for good or bad, and I'm glad that it's for the good. So yeah, it's looking good right. for them, and I'm really happy. Much to my surprise. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like you kind of called it though, yeah. with them being a surprise, either one way or the other. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. And um, <laughs> and who would have thought? Yeah, top four, mate. We uh, had this conversation. I was we ended off not, that uh, that one podcast a few weeks ago, long, and I was though. like, you know what, Arsenal are above United, and and we just left it at that. Like that. <laughs> thank you, thank you, two cents, putty. We'll see you next week, and they just lost it, and they're still there. <laughs> Not for long, Not though. for long. Uh, Hayden, what is your I feel, biggest surprise so far? I feel maybe it's not a surprise to you guys, but considering my prior predictions, I feel compelled and obligated to make this my biggest surprise. But it's 
how poor Leicester have been this season. Um, you know, <laughs> they just missed out on top four last season and the season previous to that. And I was like, you know, okay, Leicester have learned. You know, Brendan Rodgers is a good manager. Leicester's got a good squad. I mean, who doesn't love Jamie Vardy? Uh, I think a lot of people don't like Jamie Vardy, but I mean, you, you know what I mean. Um, you know they're gonna they're gonna really push for the top four. Man, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna outdo Man United because I saw the flop with United coming. Ollie's terrible, um, but you know I don't know what it's been at Leicester. I know they've got a whole bunch of injuries and sicknesses now, and they've they've dropped a bunch of points. Um, but yeah, I just Leicester's disappointed me deeply. I mean, they beat us last uh, in midweek, but I mean. Beyond that, so they doubly disappoint yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, they've been they've been bad. So your predictions have looked bad, but they've also been good enough to beat you. <laughs> so your title hopes yeah. have dipped. Yeah, Leicester, Leicester. The, uh, you know, it's, it's like my life. Just, just, just disappointment after disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they've got yeah. they've got Lookman. He he seems so, to be doing the things. Uh, yeah, naturally. Lukman uh, is doing the things in one back. game. He did the things yeah. in one game. So. Uh, nah, he's a, he's a ray of uh, of hope, which is what they needed, and I think it's I think it's gonna come. I don't know. Hopefully. I think they'll they'll finish in the top half of of the, of the season, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, top half of the That's table. That's probably a disappointment for Leicester, though. Anyway. Yeah, it's definitely them dropping off. Uh, yeah, uh, Dan. Well, I just want to thank Luke for bringing up Arsenal because I would have hated to have added that name from my lips <laughs> as um, my biggest surprise and to say that I'm impressed with our rivals. Um, but I'm going to say another London club, but thankfully it isn't Arsenal, but West Ham. I mean, I know yeah. they got um, Europa qualification and did better than us like last year, but I thought they were kind of just like, you know, a one-trick pony. Um, and they were going to like you know drop down a bit like under the pressure of you know contending for so many um, um, titles in the Premier League yeah. you know mm-hmm. Carabao FA and then obviously the Europa but I mean they they're chilling they're still chilling above us I mean mind you with with play, playing two two more games than us but <laughs> they're still looking really good and I mean some of the players in there are just you know like not dropping off everyone's performing really really well. Mm. So I think that team as a whole is just super great. And I'm pretty like impressed with David Moyes and what he's done and he's what he's doing for the club right now. Yeah. Agreed. Mm. Sol- solid pick. Biggest disappointments by player, team or manager. Mm. And I'm Ooh. not sure who exactly is um, taking us away. But it's, it's, it's that category. And there's a it's lot to choose from category. in this category. Like a lot to choose from in this category, guys. <laughs> Yo, we can go off wait. in this category. Wait, wait. Okay, now I feel bad because my biggest surprise was a disappointment. Um, <laughs> yeah. so I feel like I cheated a bit. <laughs> okay. Now, what's going on here? I don't know, Luke. Why don't you, why, why don't you start? Why don't you tell I us what your biggest I don't, I don't know if these guys can hear us. Um, they probably can but um, I mean, considering that you you keep on going on about how much the season has disappointed you. Okay, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. This is this is kind of difficult because um, we've got your biggest disappointment for a player, team, or manager, and I really just want to 
have a go at everyone. But I think I'm going to go with a player. And it's between, okay. it's between quite a few players here. Yeah, and I don't want to mention everyone because someone else might be their, 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 their pick. But um, I don't know. I think for me, it's got to be Harry Kane. <laughs> oh, I was also going to go Kane. I know, bro. It was He's between been... Bruno and Harry Kane. And yes, I'm just thinking about it. It's like Harry has dropped off big time. Like, I was just thinking, he won He won the Golden Boot last season, right? It was him and, and Salah. They were tied, weren't they? Yes, he did. It was a, Look, I think it's yeah. actually understandable as yeah. to why he's dropped off. Yeah, so no, it's understandable, but it's just, I'm so disappointed because I really thought that even even if he dropped off, dropping off from his standards would still be relatively good at this stage. And now he's like not even featuring. Um, And that's that's that's... That's quite hectic. He's not even like you know. Even if you're not doing the the goal scoring job, then at least maybe you should be doing the assisting, uh, the assisting or playmaking or just something. But I feel like he really hasn't had any of that. But I'm, I, to be fair, it is mostly with Tottenham. I know we had that conversation that one time when uh, he was on international duty and he was back to his best, and we were like, okay, then it's obviously Tottenham. That's that's back to the his problem. best. He scored goals against San Marino. San Marino, but he's still best. scoring goals, and he was scoring hat tricks, and he was doing. He was, <laughs> he was. He was. He was an influential player, and that's. Yeah, and we hadn't seen that for a while in him, you know. So yes, I'm. I, yeah. I've, that he's hates, definitely, bro. definitely my biggest disappointment this season. Unfortunately. Wait, let's just hear what Dennis is saying. Yeah, we go. Dude, I was just like, I, I can understand, and it is a, it is a big disappointment. Yeah, but I mean, if he scores like one or two goals against like San Marino or like you know, some Manzi like you know country's football team, <laughs> it's, it's it's not a big deal. But if he's scoring like consistent hat tricks, yeah. you must understand there are other Oaks in that team as well, um, and that all can of be them doing score. the scoring as well. So <laughs> you have to score hat tricks. <laughs> all of them score. <laughs> listen so yeah but no one's scoring like three like a hat trick every game other than they Kane. played two games dad and they played against san marino and who was the other team was it malta Bird, no. yeah just it was malta. someone someone albania faro island albania or something yeah. great uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, listen, so yeah bro a who did women play that score they scored like 20 goals or was it 10 I think it, it was, was 20, 10, bro. It was lot, ridiculous. Bro. Um, it was 10 goals. But in 2021-22, he's played 17 matches. He scored four goals and one assist. Um, and to be fair, I think most of those goals have literally been in the last three or four game weeks anyway. So yeah. that's quite heavy. Yeah, he has started to reappear. Yeah, yeah, hopefully, which is a sign of good. But overall, this, this season's been disappointing. For, for England, he's had eight. He scored 12 goals and two assists in eight matches. So... It's Tottenham, um, but that's what the, that's when they need him the most, and he hasn't supplied. And for me, unfortunately, that's at this stage my biggest disappointment among many, oh. many others that I would love to go off about. But Harry's right. got to be Harry's got to be my number one, unfortunately. Okay, sorry, um, man. Interesting. Kick, kick. So uh, can I go next, please? Let's so when we talk more about Oliver Skip than Harry Kane every week, then you know there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, then, know, we, should, and we should probably we should, and so there's a big problem um but yeah yeah we should, we should probably do dan first because i think we just skipped yes, dan sorry to go to Luke, we weren't so. sure when you guys sorry, were come back oh no, yeah cool. we've had some some technical difficulties yeah. in this podcast so uh dan who is your biggest disappointment and hopefully you didn't want to say kane 
Um, no, no, no. I mean, I, I did have a Tottenham player in mind as like a backup option if um, was it Oliver Skip did get taken? <laughs> but I'm gonna just say Leeds. Eh? It's gonna be Dyer. No, no, it would have been it would have been Christian Romero. Oh, okay, 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 so okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, but I think the biggest disappointment for me is Leeds. I was really Yo, expecting them okay. to like, you know, do work in the prem this same year. Same vibe, bro. Same vibe. You know, play some entertaining football, and they've just been lacking. And I don't, you know, I don't know if like COVID's like partly responsible, and you know, just the whole situation that's gone down this year. But I was, you know, my disappointment is still high. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was expecting good good football from them, and they like, were, that just hasn't been the case. That was the team I had in mind, too. And bro. they might even get relegated, so... They don't yeah. have an Oliver Skip on their team. They don't. So what what, what, what could you expect? With, when we were mentioning, all these, James, when we were mentioning these uh, um, Alan St. Maximan and the, the Damari Grays, we didn't think about Rafinha, and that's, that's, that guy definitely deserves to be in, in, that, in that conversation of biggest... Not biggest surprise, but MVP vibes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, man's been carrying yeah, these go there, down. Right? Someone big has time. to give him a like, contract. Big time. So good show. To, good yeah, show to him. Yeah, he has. He's been. He carried my FPL team for a while Same. as well. <laughs> uh, Hayden, I think you guys. Uh, I, what has been your biggest disappointment? I think you guys have missed probably the most disappointing player this season, and that is a Bumiang. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm sorry. You, I think. Being stripped of your captaincy and having a poor run in terms of goal scoring is prime in terms of the and definitional for being a disappointment. I mean, I, yeah. I don't think there's any other player that takes the cake. Just, you know, not doing your job on the pitch, but not doing your job on the pitch as, a, as the club's captain. Yeah. And then being a liability off the field. Is, is is just it, it, it's it's actually hilarious and ridiculous when yeah. you come to think of it. it, it it's it's shocking. So uh, he went from I don't think there can be zero. anybody else when we're talking about disappointments. Yeah, that's a that's a great shout, yeah. Hayden. I mean, it wasn't too long ago. Didn't you win the Golden Boot? Like yeah, he did. two seasons yeah, ago. Exactly. He, was, he was tied with and Mane and and Salah. Uh, and I think yeah, the season yeah. Liverpool won the league. Yeah, two seasons ago. Nah, exactly. Yeah, what a fall from grace. Yeah. Uh, and then my biggest disappointment, uh, this may come to a shock, uh, this may come as a shock to you guys, but, uh, it's Emmanuel Dennis. Hmm. What? Um, you've no. just been going on. You yeah, found, can't you, be doing you, you, you think like Luke, you found one name and you just started <laughs> to keep it the whole night. This guy's <laughs> like watching Arsenal, I mean, it, Watford week in, week out. <laughs> I mean, his, if you look at his XG, he's been overperforming his expected goals by nearly four goals. And that's just unsustainable. Like, it's not, he's not going to be able to keep that up. Eventually, he's going to fall back to earth and become just an, the average, you know, Premier League striker that we kind of expected him to be. Wait, so, and I, I, I think believe, that's pretty disappointing. What? I can't believe Zach's saying, yeah, like, what? I'm disappointed Wait, so he's doing so well. So you're just coming with this perspective reason as to why he's going to be a disappointment. <laughs> he's not a disappointment at the no, moment. No, no, no. It's completely speculative. Okay, so the category is biggest disappointment. Yes. So which player brought about the most disappointment? Or which player, team, or manager brought about the most disappointment within uh, the voter? And when I went on to uh, Manuel Dennis's football reference page and I saw uh, that big 
HGO performance number, it filled me with disappointment, knowing that he, this would not continue. That's a you don't know that for sure. Zach's trying to tell us that is Dennis exception. could just completely, wow, he could just blow, he could blow all the expectations, all the doubters and the haters away. <laughs> and you never know, next season he could get snapped up by probably Chelsea or Man City, because that's yeah. what those clubs do. Okay, so wh- while, while we're on the conversation of, of Zach and therefore United, this man left out Oli, Bruno, this guy's flipping left out Sancho. Whoa, Oli was, this guy's left out Oli was flipping never, whoa. Sancho's Maguire. Sancho's not a disappointment. And this guy left Oli out Donny van der Beek. It's exactly what we expected. Hello? Hello? I've just mentioned flipping four or five United players off the bat that this guy has just omitted. That I, we could you could say about. Cristiano Ronaldo. He's also ah. a, a massive disappointment. I wouldn't Paul Pogba. But all Where's Paul Pogba, bro? Luke, basically, he's you're, not a disappointment. You're, 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 I'm Look, disappointed, I think Pogba. You have to understand that Disappointment basically means unfulfilled expectations. So if our expectations were that they were going to be trash, then it's not disappointing. Bro, I have very high expectations. Oh, wow. This man, first season, first wasn't it the first game of the season? Man's getting flipping like four assists and then he gets like seven and then falls off and then chills and then vibes and then this is... uh, Paul Pogba, screw. I don't want to get into that debate. There's a lot of... There's a United's players individually have been really disappointing. But maybe that's for a different conversation. Looking at these, maybe Zach's just Jack a little bit too hurt to be honest with us. Flippin' Flipping Jay Lings, we can let that guy fly. That's another United player. What? De, De Bruyne. What? 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 Jay Lings. De Bruyne. Doing work, what? bro. That man's supposed to be the best. He's been in the expecting Oaks to walk on water, yeah, bro. You got high expectations. <laughs> I do. I do. Jay, Jay Lings is. Jay Lings was. I was keen for that guy to jam in in West Ham, and then he came to United, and he got a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It, but it, it, I'm, it's I'm not his fault that Oli's terrible. Yeah, true, it's not his enough. fault that Oli is terrible. Still a disappointment. Wow. I'm disappointed. Luke, does anything satisfy you in life? Timo Werner? What's, okay, what's, yeah, Timo Werner could be up there. But he's, he's been there. a disappointment since like last season. <laughs> Fair enough. That's true. But Luke, dude, does this guy watches his team win a Champions League. No, I'm disappointed, bro. This dude watched his team win a Champions League in his first season of watching football and he's like, okay, that's the standard. For what? <laughs> like anything else, just disappointment. Okay, guys, yeah. come on, come on. For football. On. Paul Pogba. That guy's, that guy's Paul OG Pogba has been like this for I'm, seasons. Nah, I back it, this it, guy. It, it, it's his, it's his, it's his, it's the status quo with him. That's why it's not Paul disappointing. Pogba. It's expected. When he comes to Madrid, we're gonna, we're gonna re, re, replenish him. Oh, okay. Don't worry. We will replenish him and we will replenish him. Can we not go episode out talking about... Why does every player have to go to Real Madrid? Because it's the pinnacle of football, Hayden. And I'm going to have this conversation again. It's the pinnacle of football, brother. Anyway. This player's dream of uh, Speaking of the pinnacle of football, (laughs) um, let's get to some FBL talk. Nope. Okay. Podcast will end. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you all for listening. Hayden left the chat. Really do appreciate it. Please (laughs) like, uh, subscribe, subscribe. Leave a comment on whatever <laughs> podcast. Okay, Aiden, okay, okay. <laughs> We're not talking about your individual FBL team, so we, we you can chill out. We're talking about uh, the final category for our mid-season awards, which is the FBL Golden Boy Award. Uh, this award goes to the player who uh, has provided the most value as an FBL asset. So not necessarily the best player, um, but perhaps the best value player for their price, mm. perhaps the best value for their position, for their role in the team, anything 
initial direction you want to take it, uh, who has been your go-to FPL player? And I believe I start with this award. So, um, I mean, let's just keep it going. My FPL golden boy is Emmanuel Dennis. <laughs> please, please, bro. <laughs> wow. Zach, why you got to do enough. this, dog? I mean, you guys ripped me in one of our first episodes about having Emmanuel Dennis in my team. I can still remember Luke saying, Zach, Dennis? <laughs> well, who's this? Who even is this guy? Man. Well, here we are. After half a season, Emmanuel Dennis is the top scoring FPL forward in the I can't game. I believe that. More, he's got... He's tied for Mikel Antonio yeah. for the first position. He's got more points than Jamie Vardy. More points than Cristiano Ronaldo. See. More points than Anton Maximum, Gabriel Jesus, beating all of these guys. Top of the list. For 6.1. I've got him here, I've I got mean, him here on my team for 5.1. It just doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, that's crazy. Can't believe you're disappointed in this guy, Zach. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I'm word. disappointed that, that he's doing the, so well and it's not going to continue. That is the... Wow. That, that, he's doing the best, but it's not good enough. I can't believe Luke is second in our... Our Cromwell uh, Hayden. Our, our league. Cromwell. Oh, I haven't seen the league in a while, Hayden. Who's first? <laughs> so, uh, sorry. Uh, Get I it from him. Get it from him. Sorry, this is the, this is oh, a bad connection. I'm uh, sure. What happened to Shane? Shane uh, is the okay, biggest Hayden, disappointment. Dude, don't worry, season. bro. I can relate, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hayden, uh, who's your who's been your FL golden boy? I, I know FL hasn't been the biggest surprise. First in the league. Who's brought you? You know what? The most joy. No one. No one has brought me joy. I'm just looking at my team and I just see red and orange <laughs> and yellow. And <laughs> I, feel, I feel hurt. <laughs> I don't want to. You know what? I pro- it's probably Antonio because if this is the only one who's like consistently got me points. Hmm. And I know that's a pretty terrible that's answer. No um, but yeah, this is where I am. Okay. You know what? I, I, I want to go home now. <laughs> Hey, do you not have Salah on your team? I do, but I mean, you know, Salah is someone you would expect to give you points, and he's expensive. That is mm. true. I like your thinking mm. there, Hayden. Uh, Luke? All right. Who's been the player that's propelled you to second place? Oof, that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of difficult. Um, definitely not my goalkeepers this season, unfortunately. I've had Sanchez, <laughs> and that's been a bit of an up and down. Um, I don't know the, what... What I'm basing this on is pretty much whoever I've had standard in my team that's barely changed. And for some reason, besides Salah, obviously, um, that's been Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, he's been my, he's been my, my go-to man for, for FPL literally this but whole season. He's been season. everyone's go-to man. And he, yeah. Everyone's I've, got I've, him in their team. Yeah, but there's been times where, like, I thought that was going to be James and then he slacked off and even Cancelo has had kind of sh- uh, subpar games <laughs> but um, yeah Trent, Trent has been great like, these guys are getting clean sheets he's getting assists he's getting double double points he's getting bonus he's been amazing and that's not always someone that I can rely on for a defender so yeah couldn't have I couldn't really even say that last season you know he wasn't he wasn't the number one name that I'd put on my on my team um, and I wouldn't say he's number one now obviously with Salah best in the world for now Um so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be none other than Trent Alexander Arnold. Second highest point scorer um, in the game is Trent Alexander Arnold behind Mohamed Salah. Completely understandable. 
Uh, and then to finish off the award ceremony, uh, Daniel Pike, who has been your FBR Golden Boy? Um, I'm pretty flabbergasted that no one, that everyone has failed to bring up Huming Son as the FPL MVP. <laughs> I mean, my man has been reliable at what's it, 10 million? Was it 10 million before he's or 10.5 before his <laughs> price went up? <laughs> 10 million, I think he started at the season. Yeah. yeah. And now my man's on 10.6, which is a story. Biggest surprise of the season. Sonny Boy increasing by one. 0.1. Yeah, yo, bro. There have been times where Son. Mind you, I did have Salah, but Son has just been carrying my team, bro. Fair. You can always rely on him for something, dude. A goal, an assist. Especially, I mean, you guys saying Harry Kane's been a disappointment, and he has. But Son, bro, Son has failed to, to disappoint, bro. He's mm. just been there getting points. Failed to disappoint. Week in, week out. So, yeah. Interesting. And I'm, I'm, pretty, Interesting. I'm pretty surprised at my prediction because I think at the, the beginning of the season, I said he'd be a FPL merchant. So, yeah. Mm, yeah. we'll have to wait till the end of the yeah. season to revisit those predictions but um, let's do a quick little roundup of all the awards then we'll get to score a draft and then we'll finish off this week's yeah. podcast so for MVP uh, Daniel went with Mohamed Salah Hayden uh, flip-flopped from uh, <laughs> what is it Cristiano Ronaldo to St. Maximum to Damari Gray <laughs> back to St. Maximum so I think he finished on Alan St. Maximum. Uh, uh, Luke went maximum. with Oliver Skip. Ollie Skip, the one and only. And then I uh, went with Manuel Dennis. Uh, for biggest surprise of the season, I went with Manuel <laughs> Dennis. Uh, Luke went with Arsenal. Hayden went with Leicester City. And Daniel went with West Ham United. Biggest disappointment. Dan went with Leeds United. Luke went with the big boy Harry Kane. Hayden went with uh, no hairline, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, <laughs> and I went with Emmanuel Dennis. Uh, and then for FBR Golden Boy, uh, I kept it consistent. I went with Emmanuel Dennis again. Uh, Hayden went with Mikel Antonio, the only player who's given him any sort of joy in FBL. <laughs> uh, Luke went with Trent Alexander-Arnold. Uh, he's the highest uh, point-skating defender, second highest point-skating in the game. And Daniel went with his Golden Boy, Young Min Son. And that oh, was we're just going to ignore every single uh, manager awards. that's ever existed in the Premier League for this whole conversation? Or is that... It looks like okay. us. That, that is <laughs> exactly what Because I think there's definitely something to be said about some of them, but I think they'll, they'll be off the hook for now. Hey, for I now did give David Moyes some praise. Yeah. So, cool. There's that. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. Uh, anyway, that... Uh, is all for this week's podcast. Uh, I certainly hope you have enjoyed. Uh, please don't forget to drop us a five-star review. Uh, share us with five your friends. Uh, we would appreciate that very Tell much. Uh, check out our Patreon, uh, where you can get exclusive uh, behind-the-scenes uh, footage. You can <laughs> get a look at our limited edition merchandise. Yeah, the merch. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, this has been the Two Cents Footy crew of the Two Cents Footy podcast. Adios, adios.